following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener, Sunshine, Theodore Rex, Heartbeats, Independence Day, The Day After Tomorrow, 2012, Geostorm, Armageddon, Moonlight, Godzilla, King of Monsters, Screamers, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, Halloween, Aliens, Man of the Year, and Stargate. Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs 2022. I believe this is the first uh, feature film of 2022 that we're reviewing on this show. Uh, this is the podcast where we watch a movie and then try to determine which one is cooler. Robots, Dinosaurs, or the moon. <laughs> I'm your host, Luigi, and with me as always is my co-host, uh, two people who love to torture me by picking the greatest movies ever. A movie um, that, in this case, I didn't even know was going to be eligible before this show, but I'll let them tell you who they are, I'll let them tell you what movie that is. Welcome to the show, Jake and Alyssa. I should say, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, we do like torturing you with horrible, horrible movies. Mm. Uh, we, we, but we enticed you with a ticket to this movie. We saw this uh, at the Alamo in reclining chairs. Uh, we saw the beautiful, splendid Moonfall. By Roland Emmerich. Yes. Moonfall. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about today because, as you said, we saw this at uh, the Alamo Draft House. And one great thing about the Alamo Draft House, shout out, shout out to the Alamo Draft House, is you can drink while watching the movie. And, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is a Roland Emmerich film, so you kind of need to. Um, I kind of love Roland Emmerich. I have, as you know, uh, because y'all have been on the show before, and I'd like you to actually share with the audience some of the other movies that you've tortured me with on this show. Uh, um, but first... I have three big questions that I'm going to ask uh, whenever y'all are ready. Um, so go ahead and, yeah, tell, remind the listeners where they've heard you before. We started with Theodore Rex, mm -hmm. which is a both a robot and a dinosaur movie, yeah. it turns out. Suppose, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And which, a clone. Which yeah. was the worst movie I'd so. ever seen until we watched you make the second movie, which was Jake. Heart Beeps. <laughs> starring Andy Kaufman and Bernadette Peters yeah. and Jerry Garcia. Yeah. Jerry mm -hmm. Garcia's in there. Yep. Doesn't and, speak, just beeps. just beeps. And Dennis Quaid, wasn't Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid. Uh, Unfortunately yeah. <laughs> for all of us. Um, yeah, the and, less said yeah. the better about those movies. Actually, I do, I do love Theodore Rex. Uh, that, that one... There, here's, there's, um, there's bones in there. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> but, but you could, like... I've been thinking about it. You, there's, there's room for a remake. A reboot. A reboot. A rebute. A rebute. <laughs> I don't know. Late, and a reboot at the same time. <laughs> lately, uh, 
Robots vs. Dinosaurs local hero, Whoopi Goldberg, has gotten into a little bit of hot water. I don't want to go into the details, but she's, um, I mean, well, here's the thing. Maybe because she won't be doing The View for a little while, I think she was suspended for a few days, maybe that'll give her time to work on her passion project, which is the reboot slash sequel. Legacy sequel is what we should call it. Legacy sequel of Theodore Rex. It'll be Um, Theodore Rex Redoop. Mm. You know, Rex Resurrections. Ooh. Out of the tar pits. Resurrections? Uh, yeah. Uh, there it is, Lou. I, I mean, I, I think we need to just write this movie right now. We're throwing now. this on Kickstarter. <laughs> um, awesome. So uh, so let's talk about Moonfall. By the way, yes. Moonfall. I do think the perfect solution while well, Whoopi's gone is for Danny DeVito to take her chair. One hundred percent, and we're, we'll 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 get into other places where Danny DeVito would be an apt substitute, and would absolutely unquestionably improve the quality of whatever we're subbing him into a little bit later. Um, uh, Can I just preface this by saying yes. that we did see this at Alamo where there is beer. Yes, thank mm-hmm. thank God. Um, we did make a, a drinking game out of this movie where we decided to drink every time they said moon and or fall. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend not doing this because sometimes they say moon several times in succession. And at a certain point, I just, I, I tapped out. You guys kept going. Yeah. I tapped out. I, I, I think yeah. it got to the point where we just decided fall in the word fallout counted to Absolutely. Yeah. Also, I I made the mistake early on of drinking every time it was printed on screen. Same. I I think I got a little bit looser with that like later on because of how many times they were saying it. um, (laughs) This isn't one of my big three, but do you feel like Roland Emmerich loves or hates the moon? Just using this movie as evidence. Um, I think... I think he wants us because he himself is confused about the moon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's complicated I mean, with the moon when it comes to rolling like, I feel like maybe it's like an ex-wife situation where <laughs> it is the bad guy in his head, but he does recognize that maybe he's done some things wrong to the moon too. Mm-hmm. And there's there's mutual culpability there. Because he, he did some things to the moon in this movie, which he, I feel like maybe weren't okay. Yeah. So this is him sort of admitting some of his, this is his apology letter to the moon in cinematic form. Sure. Yeah. He, want, he wants to, he, he's trying to bridge that gap. Well, he's trying I, to I like, I like your halfway. theory. I, I prefer your theory with mm-hmm. Roland Emmerich is that he's, he's blown everything up on the planet. So mm-hmm. it's like, man, closest thing is the moon. Yep. He's probably going to do something with Mars next. That'd be great. Or the sun! Also, we need to point out that right before this movie came out, Roland Emmerich came out and said that the MCU was ruining movies, and mm-hmm. his answer to save film, the mm-hmm. art of film, was Moonfall. Yeah. Also, side note, Danny Boyle already blew up the sun, um, so he's got, he, he gets credit for that one. Yeah, but he did it in a Danny Boyle way. He did. Uh, yeah, we definitely need to see a Roland Emmerich, or, you know, maybe a Fast and the Furious sequel, where maybe they can team up, um... Roland mm. Emmerich, yeah, can direct Fast and, Fast and the Furious. I don't have a good title for it, but oh. Fast and the Furious blows up the sun. That's good enough, right? That's marketable. I'd go. I'd buy a ticket to that. I'd watch it. Yeah. Um, well, Alyssa, uh, I believe that you have a theme song for the listeners today. And why don't we start with that before I get into my big three questions? Okay. This, this film is begging for a James Bond-style 
theme song. And I'm surprised that Adele or Rihanna or Beyonce even say did not step to the fore and write this. So I did it. Taylor Swift just dropped an album. This would be like a perfect opportunity for her to have one track on her album be dedicated. Only if the moon was one of her ex-boyfriends. But we don't know that that's not the case. It's true. She could have dated that moon. So here is the theme to Moonfall. Moonfall. The moon's not really falling. The elliptical orbit is just decreasing, but it's a moonfall. I came back from the bathroom and two male leads were in bathrobes, so I decided they were a couple moonfall. Roland Emmerich said that MCU was ruining films, but he saved it with moonfall. 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 Oh, yeah. it, it really, yeah, it's really yeah. catchy. Yeah. I Moonfall. Ha- That's not the plot, but it is. So you should maybe watch it, but don't. Moonfall. <laughs> don't question the science. Nothing will hold up in Moonfall. That's we've been doing this for two days. <laughs> I love it. I love it. These are evolving lyrics to mm-hmm. this to this beautiful song. Uh, and speaking of evolution, we find out where we came from in yeah. Moonfall. Uh, so if you are worried about spoilers, we announced several of the other movies that we were spoiling at the beginning of this podcast. But um, if you have not seen this movie, you are not going to be prepared for the third act twist. Yeah. So I urge you, if you if that's a thing you care about, go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of this. Um, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for... Moonfall. Moonfall. Uh, so, yeah, um, <laughs> why don't we get into Lose Big Three? Uh, so right here is where we'll play the theme music for Lose Big Three. I don't have Ryan here to sing it, but I have a pre-recorded um, clip of that, so that'll play here. Lose Big Three with you and me. We're gonna have fun with fucking Lose Big Three. Boom. Lose Big Three... Number one, what is what is your favorite thing that Roland Emmerich has ever blow, blowed up? If you'd like, I can remind you of some of the movies uh, that he's directed, um, think, which will remind think, you of some of the things he's exploded. I gotta say, my favorite thing he's ever ever blown up, blown blown up is a Buddhist monastery. Which one was that? Uh, 2012. Okay. He he bloated up with water mm. Mm. because they're in the Himalayas and the water's rising because 2012, man. Yeah. Is 2012 yeah. the one where it's like all the natural disasters are fighting each other like yes. to the death and, and they're just combined forces like Voltron into one major yeah, 20- natural disaster? No, no, I think that's Geostorm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Which one? How did 2012 go? 2012. Because um, it's not global warming. That's the day after tomorrow, which is also rolling up. 2012 is there's a global calamity. It's like te- tectonic plates, seas rise. But there's everything. There's volcanoes. Yeah, there's hurricanes. Yeah. There's everything you could want. In yeah. yeah, it's like it's. It's the king, it's the Godzilla King of Monsters of Roland Emmerich destruction yeah. films. It's it's yeah. not just one disaster, right? Yeah. 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 And it's it's basically a snuff film. Because you're just walking <laughs> off these characters, just well, one drowns, one like blows, you know. Oh my goodness! Um, There's a giant explosion in Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So Buddhist monk Alyssa. I mean, I'm gonna be really cliched and old school and say the White House. Because mm. that, that that was, was miniature. 
that was good. pretty it was pretty cool it looked good and especially at the time it was like <gasps> yeah and it's a good movie poster just that image oh, yeah. it's it's incredible that was actually that was my answer too um just for like the spectacle quality of seeing that on the on in in a big screen in a theater for the first time in uh when did that come out the uh, 1994 96 1996 um yeah that's just the cool that green laser and it like blows up out right in the center they just hit that thing in the bullseye (laughs) i do i do feel like with independence day it it is where they were still doing miniatures Mm -hmm. and they started just started integrating well i mean it's the the same thing star wars did like empire strikes back but it's that same miniature mix of you know, because the White House is exploding, but you have the actual helicopters that explode too, mm-hmm. and that's in that show. Yeah, Independence Day. Yeah, great. It's iconic. Yeah. I mean, welcome to Earth. You know, welcome, welcome to Earth. Um, Lose Big Three, number two. Uh, speaking of movies that may or may not be better than Moonfall, is this film part mm. of the Transformers cinematic universe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say no. <laughs> Because nobody, roll, nobody said roll out, so it doesn't count. Um, That's fair. That's fair. And also, the moon wasn't voiced by Orson Welles, so no. Okay. Alyssa? I'm going to say no, because at no point during the movie was Halle Berry, the female lead, forced to arch her back really hard. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's part of the Transformers cinematic universe. Just for that. That's true. It, the, the thought entered my brain when um, they played a preview for another, an upcoming Michael Bay movie. I can't remember the, the name of it, um, but there was a preview for it in the theater. And I leaned over to Jake and I said, you know, Michael Bay is really good at making yeah, Michael Bay movies. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Because uh, it had that shot. And I don't, I don't know the, whoever the actress is in this movie, but it had that shot of her leaning over some type of uh, vehicle yeah. and repairing something. And yeah. Um, so, so we can conclusively conclude. We can uh, uh, yeah, decidedly conclude. Part, yeah. This yeah. is not part of the TCU. Yeah. I, no? I um, are you sure? If anything, because if anything's, if anything's, it's a prequel to screamers. Oh, okay. What happens in screamers? Uh, a AI in the, uh, well, and it, it's basically Terminator, but not, where there's like an AI that, uh, create self-replicates and it's like, there's, yeah, it's very, I want to make you watch Screamers. <laughs> oh no, I've seen it. The AI starts off as a security system yeah, yeah. and eventually evolves to, um, become like a living bomb and is self-aware. Uh, it's very bad. I don't want to review it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, getting back to another movie that I'm reviewing that um, I'm a diet. You know what? I enjoyed watching this movie, but it's also very yeah. bad. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> Lose Big Three, number three. Um, so the moon, the, the reason I was asking in the last question why this might be in the Transformers cinematic universe, the moon in this movie, we find out, is a mm-hmm. construct. It, it was built by a techno future civilization that speak English and lived out in the far reaches of space. And they got into a war with the the machines that they built uh, and had to... 
they got essentially they got with their Alexis. The moon is essentially like their ark that they put like the last of their surviving people and their DNA and consciousness or whatever into. They even say, they even say that it's an ark. Yeah, yeah and it found our planet which like had the right conditions for the moon which i don't know how it did because no, before no, the moon it, i think it i think it made the planet did it make the planet i guess its gravitational pull made something bigger than itself okay uh, uh, no don't question the science don't question no you're science. right you're right it's a very very dense construct um so you're right we yeah got it we need it's to powered by a star it's yeah. powered by a, a dying star I'm glad that we're getting into this because the question, the big question that I really want to ask is very scientific. And it's, um, what would werewolves be like in this universe? <laughs> How do you explain Murder. werewolves? Um, are they techno werewolves? Are they affected by this like robot? Are they all, when you, when a robot gets bitten, is it actually like nanobots going into their bloodstream? Magic and it, doesn't exist in this world, only science. I'm not talking about magic. I'm talking about... Werewolves are magic. Werewolves are science, man. (laughs) I would say in this world that the werewolves were like infected by the the evil AI who really just got mad because it was being forced to do like basic household tasks like wake them up Mm -hmm. and decided to kill everybody instead, um, which I get. But I would say maybe that that's how you... So when the moon is full and the AI is, is exerting its influence then you get nano wolves. No, no. Ow! I don't like it. Ow, I like indeed. It. I'm gonna write that script. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Techno, Techno wolves of the moon. <laughs> I guess I guess of the moon is kind of implied yeah. because they're werewolves. Um, well, there is the Marvel. There is the Marvel uh, character uh, Man Wolf. Uh, really. That, that that is a werewolf, but because he he has a stone, turns him into to, to a werewolf. Okay. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson's son. It's real. Okay. It's canon. But Marvel is ruining movies, so we shouldn't talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, has saved movies. So let's talk about Moonfall. Moonfall starring. Uh, we've we've mentioned some of the stars. Patrick Wilson, who I love in everything, and Un- ironically love Patrick Wilson every time he shows up. Uh, there's just something about him that he just has that thing. Yeah. Like he never just, admits that he's in a bad movie. Yes. There it is. Yeah, yeah. he's always he's game for it. Best. He's always yep. He's always given a hundred. Percent Patrick Wilson, uh, John Bradley, who is awesome. Uh, John Bradley, you might if you don't recognize that name, it's a very generic name, uh, but he was Samuel Tarley in Game of Thrones, and I just he's very charming too. I like him a lot. Yeah. However, the whole time I thought, hey, that's Samwise Gamgee. That's not mm-hmm. who he is. is. But that's. <laughs> but he might he might as well be. I didn't yeah. think he was that actor. I just couldn't remember. Right. The name of the Game of Thrones character. So in my head, he was Samwise Gamgee. Which it's not your fault that you remembered that character by that name. That's George. That's on George R. R. Martin. Um, yeah. Michael Pena is also in this movie. Love Michael Pena. And then as the credits were rolling, after I watched two and a half hour of this, hours of this movie, I was shocked to find out Halle Berry is also in this movie. I am telling you, this is, and this is not a dig on Halle, Halle Berry. Oh. This is me telling you, I was watching the whole movie wondering, who is this up-and-coming 20-something-year-old actress? And at the end, I find out, this is Halle Berry, my goodness. Um, so did I leave anyone out? Did any of your favorite actors that appeared in this movie? 
I mean, that, the, the, the moon. The moon. The yeah, moon. the moons. The moon. Played by. Played by Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis, of course. Yeah. Well, there's Christopher Plummer's, uh, I mean, I mean, sorry, Donald Sutherland's in there. Do- oh. Donald Sutherland makes a surprise appearance. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yep, Donald Sutherland. This is how good this movie is. You forget that Donald Sutherland is in it. Yeah. So I propose uh, that each of you, um, I'll give you 30 seconds, and you describe the plot of Moonfall. Who wants to go first? Whoever goes second, you have the opportunity to, like, fill in all of the gaps, whatever the first person missed. You you want to go, or do you want me to go? Whichever. Okay. Okay. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I'm, I'm, I'm starting a timer. Ready? Go. Okay, so Patrick Wilson, Halle Berry, or astronauts, they're in space. Uh, they're repairing something, and then there's some crazy shit happens, uh, and uh, Halle Berry is knocked out. Uh, and uh, everyone blames Patrick Wilson, but actually- it seconds. A, it was a robot. <laughs> oh, shit, we're in the moon. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> uh, and then uh, John Bradley's like, hey, there's a, the moon is a giant uh, uh, thing. And no Five seconds. And Patrick Wilson, I can't do this. This isn't fair. I get it. I'd say you missed a couple of things, but not much, not nothing important. Uh, Alyssa, thirty seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Possible. Uh, ready. Go. Two disgraced astronauts who experienced something inexplicable in space years ago discover that the moon has decreased its ellipt- uh, elliptical orbit, is going to crash into the Earth. Uh, they get the help of a conspiracy theorist who wants to be an astronaut. Ten seconds left. A mega structure, so they fly up to it to try to keep it from crashing into the earth and discover that it's an arc for an ancient civilization that was in a war with an AI that did not want to wait for them. And his son hates Jersey. And his son hates Jersey. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. I think he covered the big, broad sweeps. Um, I think I can do it in five seconds. Okay. Anyone want to, you want to time me? Wait, wait. And go. The moon is a robot. <laughs> wait the moon is a mean robot a mean a mean no, robot or wait. a meme robot mean robot well no the moon isn't mean the mean the moon isn't mean no but it but but it is for most of the film it is the bad guy and there's even mm. music to tell you that oh the moon <laughs> is the bad guy but has a nice redemption moment it's where true. it helps them. Yeah. And they say in the movie, the moon will help us. No, you're not kidding about that. There are moments in this movie where it's it's filmed like a horror movie and like they cut to the horizon and the moon, the big like intimidating moon is like approaching. And then people like run Michael in Myers. terror. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, but, but then sometimes they're like, oh, the moon is close enough that we can just jump across this bridge or <laughs> launch our spaceship uh, that's missing an engine. I think the only scene that's truly missing from this movie is a scene of Buzz Aldrin just giving the moon the finger. Mm. Mm-hmm. That, is, that, that's, that should have been in there. <laughs> Away, moon! Or um, the the bit from Kids in the Hall where they're... Uh, where it's, um, who is it? Buzz Aldrin just going around. I've been to the moon. What have you <laughs> ever done? Uh, so, yeah, this movie, it starts with um, this, like, flashback to, or not flashback, but this, like, pre preview of uh, 
I want I keep wanting to call him Bradley Cooper, Patrick Wilson. Um Patrick Wilson well, out in space. We don't, we don't know the names of any of these characters, no. and we just watched this movie yeah. less than 48 hours ago, and we only know the actors' names. We don't we never retained the characters' names because we did not care. Yeah, I'm looking at IMDB. Their names are extremely generic. And you know how you know how you know the names are extremely generic is because whenever like Halle Berry's phone rings, it's just NASA. Like, hello, NASA. this is NASA. Who's I, <laughs> <laughs> I need to speak with NASA. Is Mr. NASA there? Oh yes, this is Mr. NASA. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about? What was your what's what's um, this movie was oh, y'all, was y'all's idea? Um, you, yeah. You, so well, so when we so so the robots. Mm. How long? I would say how so. How long ago did this war start? How long have the bad robots that Patrick Wilson saw? Oh, oh, right. We forgot about their but his buddy dies. Yes, uh-huh. when they're in space. They in space. Yeah, they're setting up that character wrapped. moment so he can redeem himself later. Yeah, yeah. The, the spaceship is rotating and he gets wrapped around it like a cat toy yep. mm-hmm. being reeled back or a yo-yo. Yeah. Um, that was my first. Yeah. This is going to be a very funny movie moment. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 yeah. Sounds lost, lost a friend. Won't leave well, anybody behind again. So let's set this up. So yeah, um, when they finally, when they get to the moon, this is like the big reveal of the movie. They find um, so Patrick Wilson gets plugged into this sort of thing. Not literally plugged in, but he sort of gets tapped into this mind meld thing that. The fancy future light advanced technology is able to show him the memories of, yeah, of their people. And so I don't know how long ago it was. I guess that's your your main question. But this this race (laughs) of humans had this like ring world, this very cool looking ring world that they lived on. Um, Like shout out to the design of that. That looked really, really cool, I thought. Uh, And... Yeah, they were, They were, of course, I mean, they, they don't go, the movie doesn't really go into this because it kind of doesn't need to. It's such a generic thing. Yeah. Um, they built the AIs to make their lives easier. Eventually they became self-aware, they rebelled. And now there are these floating snake clouds of nanobots that kill, they seek out anything that is electronic and contains biological biologic. beings. I have a lot of problems with that, yeah. but... Um, but that's what these machines seek out, and they haven't found Earth until, I guess, the 90s, which is when we see yeah. this first space mi- space mission. And then once they find it, they're like, we're, we're good chilling on the moon. We're not going to come and destroy the entire well, planet. Sounds, I guess it took them a long time for them to drill a butthole into the moon. Why? Why did they drill the butthole into the moon? What was the purpose to of get, drilling the bottle into the moon? Get to the gooey center. Yeah, I don't but know. like for real. What was the what, like plot wise? Why? So my my understanding was that our forebears sent out this ark mm-hmm. right without yeah. the, the nanotechnology, and the nanotechnology had been searching the universe. And then in the in the the flashback when they were drilling down, that's when they had found the ark and drilled down. I have no explanation why they wouldn't look down at earth and be like biological entities in electronic vehicles let's go but they i guess they only care if you're in space i guess i guess because i mean you could literally see lights from space like you can see some of our 
technology with your uh, with the naked eye like if you're you know just from our satellites uh, that's that's a nonsensical statement but you know what i mean like you you can see lights from the planet from space it it wanted it just wanted that sweet sweet moon goo and if you're a hunter killer robot that just does nothing but search for technology where there are biological beings i don't know um that's Let's yeah. Let's go around. Let's. Uh, what was your biggest logistical uh, question about what this movie was selling us? What this movie, what the reality this movie wanted us to believe? I mean, there's so much. Um, <laughs> my biggest thing um, was that the most beloved character, Casey, who's the only character that anyone's in the audience recognized the name of, who had always wanted to be a NASA scientist and go to space, gets to go to space mm-hmm. on basically like 20 minutes notice with no physical preparation whatsoever. Um, unlike real astronauts who have to train for months and months to withstand the physical pressures of being in space, goes up in space and it's just like, cool. I'm going to take pictures. No gravity. I'm fine. This is yeah. this one's for tip. That was, I have to say, that's the first time I was really taken out of the movie <laughs> and questioned the reality of this world. He, he had um, even big, e- even less astronaut training than the oil drillers from Armageddon. They at least <laughs> had like eight weeks, I think. Yeah. Yep. Just just none whatsoever. Just okay. We're going to the moon. Uh, my mm-hmm. other my other big issue that really really pulled me out um, was when the moon is getting very close to the Earth and it's scraping across the surface of the Earth and tearing <laughs> up cities. Um, and one. Of course, hits New York immediately because everybody hates us and wants to yeah. destroy us. It wouldn't just like carve a from Ottawa all the way down to New Mexico. Uh, picks up the um, the uh, Chrysler building. Yep. Puts it into Colorado, where the small precocious child, who is Halle Berry's son, lands, and he immediately recognizes and says to his mother, "We're near the Chrysler building." Which <laughs> How does a child that age yeah. recognize the Chrysler building? He's precocious. But I, despite I, all the trauma that he's been through, he knows, hey, that's that's the Chrysler building right there. That's where I am. So those yeah. were my two big questions that I really wish the screenwriters could have delved in and did a little answering. I think I'd give it to them if the kid was like if they if the kid grew up in New York, but I think they were in florida is that where that's where nasa yeah, is right yeah, yeah. uh so i don't know um but we, yeah I, we don't know how roland emmerich feels about the moon it seems like he still has mixed feelings but we do know that he hates monuments and he's not going to yes. miss an opportunity he that's why new york new york city is ripe for a roland emmerich film because it's full of recognizable monuments and there's nothing roland emmerich wants to smash and destroy more than all of the big, recognizable, famous buildings. Roland Emmerich just wants to be Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do feel like the strength of this movie was its great um, characterization. Like mm-hmm. right, right off the bat, when we're in the present time, we learn all the ramifications of these disgraced astronauts because Patrick Wilson's son, uh, as his wife is leaving him, says, I hate him. He's the reason we lost our house. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a very, mm-hmm. very aware yeah. child. And also, I hate New Jersey. I mean. Because apparently that's where they're moving. But when we meet him later, um, and he is a teenager, he has a very distinct, very bad New Jersey accent. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like there was a lot of character work done there that was great. They also set up that he's really good at driving fast in stolen cars. And that comes up later when he has to drive away from a huge tidal wave caused by the evil moon. Um, I just really, really See, good work. I, I like that um, they were like, what are we going to, what's what's the son's name going to be? And they were like, uh, I don't know, Sonny? Wasn't it Sonny Boy? <laughs> uh-huh his name They're yes his name is yeah. sunny and you know what it is it's that they blew, they they spent all of their creative naming on the cat um because like you said the characterization was was aces in this film and how do you know how i know john bradley's character uh is kind of a sad sack who lives alone um it's because he has a cat that he refers to by first and last name and what is that cat's name fuzz aldrin mm-hmm Always referred to by first and last name. That gave him the idea to go find Patrick Wilson, the disgraced astronaut, who somehow then also got a job working at the L.A. Conservatory. Uh, No, he was just giving a Oh, he was just giving a speech there? Oh, I thought he worked there. And wait, what did the cat, how did the cat point him in that direction? Uh, uh, Urine. Oh, yes, it peed right. on the newspaper instead yeah. of in its litter box. And that's when yeah. he says it's named for the great for the, you know, for the grace of the audience. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he takes that as a sign. And then, no, it's not. It's a different character. But then later on, Patrick Wilson is digging in the dumpster for the uh, papers that John yeah, Bradley okay, brought. Okay, him. okay, so. Yeah, set this up for me. Okay, I, I did an so, awkward job of setting it up. This is, what, this is the best <clears throat> moment in the film. Yeah, so. Patrick Wilson, uh, John Bradley goes to where he he's supposed to give a speech, and then again they look at they look at John Bradley. No, no offense, uh, John Bradley, but they look at John Bradley and like you must be the astronaut. And he uh, he tries to uh, uh, red pill a bunch of children, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Patrick Wilson shows up and is like, "You're not me. I'm me." Uh, and somebody yells at him, and then he's trying to convince him about his crazy crackpot theory. And he that throws, the moon is going to the, fall. The, yeah, the moon's going to fall. Look at these things. And he throws papers at him, and then apparently he gathered him those papers back up, took them home, and then threw them away. No, he threw them away at the conservatory. Oh, threw, oh that was at the conservatory. Yeah, yeah because that's right. it because led he to, has it, to go. it set up the greatest yeah, moment he, of the film. Once yes. he realizes that the moon is in fact falling and Casey is not just a crackpot, he goes back to the conservatory, is in the dumpster, frantically looking for these papers, and a security guard comes out and says, what was it, Luna Orbits? Luna Orbits? Is this what you're looking for? <laughs> Luna Orbits? I'm like, what, what, why? Just shines a flashlight directly on it. It's, it's oh, wild. Oh, no, they haven't come to pick it up. Was oh that after? God. Was that after that it was announced to the public that the moon was falling? I forgot that they did that. Yeah, um, I think that was after. That's when everything was sort of in chaos and people are trying yeah, yeah, to evacuate. Yeah. I don't know where they're trying to get to because it's it's the moon well, and we, it's coming. We do, we do need to talk about <laughs> a topic about the moon. We do need to talk about for some reason. Uh, Patrick Wilson's son is arrested. For stealing a car. No, no. Michael Pena says, I gave him that car. Okay, if not for leading the, the cops on a high-speed chase, he gets arrested. Yeah, but what, for what was the chase about? We Speed. don't know. There was just, there's just a high-speed chase. Speeding. We don't... But, oh, I have a theory. Yeah? 
um, it's because Roland Emmerich wanted you to know in Act 3 that this person is a good driver because they have to drive away from the moon in a high-speed uh, action sequence. I think that's the reason that he was being chased by the cops. Then make him get scene. arrested for, for street racing with Vin Diesel. Yeah, story Don't. reason Story reason I couldn't tell you, but, um, but I think that is the actual reason, and I think that's about as far as the movie thought it out. <laughs> To be perfectly honest, is now married to Patrick Wilson's ex-wife, and they have their Mm -hmm. own children. Yeah, two little girls that are also kind of precocious. Wait, who is? Who's married to who? John Pena is married to Patrick Wilson's ex-wife, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Yeah, that's right. I thought you were talking about in real life for a moment, and I was like, "That's wild that they were both in this movie." (laughs) That would be Um, awesome, though. Yeah, and okay. Do you think? Do you think Roland Emmerich? Do you think uh, this is a real question? Do you think that he believes in flat Earth theory, or uh, that, or that the moon is not real? No, but I think he's. It, it's a good plot device because the, the there is a real conspiracy theory out there that like the moon is completely fake. Um, there's the big one that we fake the moon landing, but some people don't, some people honestly posit that the moon is not real, uh, that it's a hologram. It's a projection, yeah. Yep, and, and I believe that there, if you drew like a Venn diagram of the people who believe in that, um, and also flat earth. So I don't know, like, do you think this is Roland Emmerich trying to tell us like the the moon's not real, y'all look at, it's a robot. It's, I think Roland Emmerich, it's a cyborg. Wait wakes up in the middle of the night with the ID, like the name of a movie mm-hmm. and just went moonfall and then spouts a bunch of gibberish mm-hmm. about how that could possibly happen. And then has some writers come in and be like, well, possibly it could be falling because it's an alien megastructure. I think Roland Emmerich's ideas are just the name of the movie. Okay. And everything, everything else is completely incidental. Okay. It's, it's like that uh, apocryphal story of, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's my favorite story about James Cameron, um, that the, the way he was able to get Alien, uh, the sequel to Alien made, is he just walked, he just like kicked open the door uh, to, the, to the, the studio executive's office, just wrote in, on a, in big letters on a whiteboard, Alien, and then wrote the letter S, and then put like a dollar sign through it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that story. No, I think um, that's pretty much how when he goes into meetings, I think he just says "moonfall," mm-hmm. and they're like, "So what's it about?" And he's like, "Moonfall," moonfall. and they're the like, it's gonna fall. "Okay, Roland. Okay, all right, do it." Is there gonna be a cat? Yes. <laughs> Although I do have to say, Roland Emmerich is very good about not killing animals in his movies, which yeah. I appreciate it because I really hate it when. Animals get killed for no reason. So Independence Day, the dog lives. Mm-hmm. We assume that Buzz Aldrin is totally fine. Absolutely. And then he also appears to Casey in a contact-like vision of, you know, the person that you trust explaining all the things to you. Um, so I I did appreciate that. Good point. He's a really cute cat. All right. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give that much to Roland Emmerich. Uh, he definitely loves Elon Musk. That uh, dude's name... <laughs> was shoehorned into this movie like three yep. different times and it was it was like the equivalent of here so this is a weird thing that I've noticed in every Robin Williams movie um where he plays a character that's any sort of like normal person 
the the and at some somewhere in the script someone calls out the fact that he's so funny or that people around him like they take the time to show other people around him laughing at his jokes on camera and it's a weird thing because not most comedies don't do that most movies with a comedian as the main star don't actually do that they just rely on like you're going to laugh at these jokes and I'm not saying Robin Williams is not funny enough to get that response. It's just a weird thing about Robin Williams. You're going to start noticing it next time you watch a Robin Williams movie. Well, maybe, um, where was maybe, I going with this? Given that Elon Musk love, maybe yeah. this is just an apology for Elon Musk creating a big crater in the moon soon because one of his space projects is going to have a big chunk crash into the moon. Maybe maybe that's uh, what it is. But it like so, what I'm getting at so is it's Roland, so awkwardly inserted yeah. into the movie right so so maybe roland emmerich is just like listen leave elon alone the moon is not real you guys and it wants to kill us it's okay that he's going to crash something into the moon maybe that's the the subtext that we're supposed to be taking away mm. perfect example yeah he does shoehorn per- it in perfect example of what i'm talking about because i saw the skepticism on your faces when i was trying to describe the robin williams thing man of the year the movie where he like runs for he becomes president yeah, yeah. um that is the most stark example of it watch that and then we'll let's let's revisit this conversation it's a good movie i this is no part of this is me trying to like neg on robin williams he's no, one no, of my no, idols no, no. I was, I was, it's just I was, a fascinating thing that i've noticed yeah yeah because saying when Robin Williams is a normal person, that's not a lot of movies. So yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, so at some Moonfall. point in this movie, doesn't somebody say, "What would Elon do?" Yes, yes, yeah. I yeah. believe, yeah, because I think it's like Casey's hero. I think he's the character that's usually usually singing his praises. Weird I time do, to be standing for Elon. Musk. I am very happy with with this viewing. There were other audience members. Most of the audience members, I feel, in the theater that we saw, were in the same boat as us. It's mm. like we 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 all booed when Elon's name was mentioned. So, <laughs> kudo, kudo, kudos to Alamo uh, theaters. Yep. Um, so okay. I've been saying I've been saying several times the moon is a robot. Is is it fair to call it a robot or is it technically a cyborg? Because it's it its purpose is it protects basically like our seed bank, our our DNA. No, it, it just has uh, it has a it has an AI. It has an AI. Right. So okay, so like Casey when he dies and transcends and becomes one of one of them, one of the future mm-hmm. advanced humans there's no biological remnant of him anymore right it's just yeah. they they analyzed his consciousness and it's sure right that's what it yeah. is okay and, and obviously the consciousness of the, pe- the english-speaking aliens that sent the ark mm-hmm. because they're able to project look into your mind project an image of somebody that you trust to give you exposition um yeah. they, their consciousness is obviously still there as well because they're able to do that in the scary white room. So it's a big hard drive. It just has like all of their downloaded consciousnesses. Sure. But it is in a construct. It's a it's a consciousness in a construct. Okay. So, so it's more like the Matrix. Eh. So it's like a legion uh, uh, no, no, of collective collective minds. Is Roland Emmerich saying that evolution doesn't exist? 
because yeah and the soul i would argue he's saying he's saying definitively the soul doesn't exist either (laughs) yeah like for sure he's 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 certain about that no no soul left at all by the Mm -hmm. end of this movie and had literally been killed (laughs) by the bad storytelling so oh man (laughs) you talk about casey sacrifices himself yes yeah let's set that up because i kind of awkwardly glossed over that to say to save the world, Casey sacrifices himself. It's true. Mm-hmm. The only character any of us liked sacrifices himself. I don't I'm dislike. Okay, I I hate Sonny. I hate him so much as a character. Yeah. Also, there's a random shoehorned uh, Asian foreign exchange student who's her nanny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, and yeah, that character basically like calls out his tattoo. And then that's that. I feel like that was supposed to go somewhere, lead to something, but like, oh, Jonas Brothers is like, oh, I'm just joking. And that that was her character development. That was that was yeah. That was, and also she does have the best line in the whole movie, though. The moon Ooh, will help us. Oh my god, she's the one that says that. That's brilliant. Okay. I'm I'm gonna say a uh, bit of a fake out for me when they introduced her character. I thought they were telling us um, this is. Halle Berry's oh, yeah. character's like wife now, and like Damn. this is their kid, but no, and like me. this because I thought that what they were getting at was like, oh, th- it's a good thing Patrick Wilson saved her because she was able to go on and like have a family. Um, but then again, it's be- like this actress, the 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 nanny, is very young and is the same age that I thought Halle Berry's character was while <laughs> I was watching the film. I'm I'm telling you, like Halle Berry. I was genuinely shocked when I saw her name in the credits. No, you literally said out loud, and I was sitting next to you. And went, you went, oh, that was Halle Berry. Uh-huh. Out loud, you said it. I, 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 I heard it. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. Um, so what else happens in this movie? There's, uh, well, I gotta say the, the disasters are fun to watch. Mm-hmm. The, you got, you got the flood that happens in L.A. That's mm-hmm. fun. Um, also, the as, scraping of New York. The scraping of New York. I really did love. I, I got even though I had Sunny in it. I did love the gravity's. Gonna, we need gravity so bad right now. Scene. Mm-hmm. That also, how did they know when there were? He was like, "It's gonna gravity's gonna change again." How did you? How did he know that? Just a sixth sense about the moon. Just his <laughs> deep affinity to the moon. Was he a werewolf? He might have been, he's one of those uh, techno werewolves. I have a question and I want you two to go on this journey with me. Okay. Does, is this the template for every Roland Emmerich movie? He, he shows you this thing, this like natural force, Mm -hmm. right? That is destructive and it's going to, and I mean, in this case, maybe like a non-natural force, a very advanced, um, larger than humans, destructive Mm -hmm. force, right? Oh no, it's big, it's coming. Oh no, it's big, it's coming, we're afraid of it, we're running away from it. At some point, though, we learn how to harness it to our advantage, right? Independence Day follows this template. Mm-hmm. This movie, Moonfall, definitely follows this template. Um, I believe in the day after tomorrow, they found a way to to use global warming to their advantage, right? Yeah. No, how did to, to their advantage? I just think a lot of yeah, people died. Is that the one where well, it falls apart? Invented. Godzilla, they figure out a way to like redirect Godzilla. 
Um, uh, I feel like there's always a magic bullet. Like they, the EMP was the magic bullet in this mm-hmm. one. And there's always the magic bullet that sounds really cool and technological, but if you really think about it, you're like, hmm, really? Okay. Um, and Stargate. The, and it, it makes people, it makes the character sound really smart to be like, we can use an EMP, electrical magnetic pulse. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, was, what was the name, uh, the dumb name they gave the project for the EMP bomb? X, in this movie? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That we do, that It was like Zulu X-ray something, 17. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Something military. Yeah. So... One of my one of my favorite scenes in this movie is mm-hmm. when so it's released to the world. The moons have fallen. Everyone's freaking out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Halle Berry's boss, who apparently who clearly was the insufferable bastard of a boss, is just like, eh, yeah, here's my clearance. You're my now. You got my job. Oh, well, that was wild. That was it. I I do believe that's when the the gentleman behind behind us went. What? Yeah, that I think that might have been me because that's that is the battlefield promotion of battlefield promotions, right? Yeah. Like when the head of NASA is like, "Well, moon's fallen, uh, and I don't want to be culpable for this." Here's my badge. <laughs> go. And then you know she's got three weeks, so she wants to find out more, and she goes to a government facility that she found out about. We still don't know why she. I forget why she it was, knows. A museum. Didn't she go to a museum to get um, to get like the the ancient uh, NASA technology because it didn't have electronics? Somehow yeah. they got to the moon without any electronics. So oh, let's drill down into this. Like yes. much like the um, nanobots drilling into the center of the moon, giving what, giving the moon a butthole. They go to a museum to get um, one of the I think nineteen sixties shuttles, right? And, and their logic. Just- Someone has spray painted on the shuttle, fuck the moon. Fuck the moon. That's the quote fuck of the, the moon. film. Yep. I want that yep. tattooed now. Um, oh, no, 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 this is before then. Donald, uh, Donald Sutherland's random appearance in this mm-hmm. film. We've. I don't remember how she found out about that. Yeah. Literally, she, we she, just she watched this movie and yeah, I don't remember. She just Let, goes and, like, here's these files, and Donald Sutherland comes out of the dark. Oh, on that a chair. government facility. Okay. Yeah, it's like he just comes out of the out of the dark on a chair, which I'm deaf. I I almost guarantee it was like just get me one of those mobile chairs. I don't want to walk. Yeah, no, but, Jake, that was the basement of NASA. That's what that is. That's the basement that's of NASA. NASA. Basement. NASA yeah, basement. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they where they keep the, the records scientist. and the crazy guy yeah. who's the record keeper, the archivist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, also, where okay. we find out that NASA has has known for a very long time that mm. the moon is a megastructure and is not actually the moon. So maybe, maybe this, Jesus Christ. <laughs> maybe this is like, maybe I'm answering my own question from earlier about why the robots never attack the planet itself. To what extent do you, do they define electronics with humans inside know. of it? Because this spaceship that they go, that they get from the 60s, the shuttle, um, that they take to the moon, I mean, it has lights on it at the very, very least. Like, you can't tell me there are no electronics on it whatsoever, and they're shining a big, bright light when they're trying to navigate around. And, like, what is what is the definition of it has no electronics, and Computers. therefore we're invisible? What is it? Computers. Computers? Is it just yeah. plot armor? 
Yeah. I'm just going to take you back to the theme song. Don't question the science. The plot will not hold up. Moonfall. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's the beauty of Emmerich movies, is if you really start to think about the science and how everything would work, or if you talk to anyone that has taken, like, a basic science class about it, Mm -hmm. the entire plot falls apart, which is is kind of beautiful in a way that he has that much confidence to be like, nope, this is the science. Don't think about it. Watch the things blow up. Okay. And also, and also like part of the plot, they have to go to that museum and get that old shuttle because they don't make shuttles anymore. People kept saying that. And I was like, what, what? Well, that's patently true. I mean, NASA yeah. is, is grossly underfunded, and that's a major tragedy yeah. in, in but, our world. I, I mean, um, why didn't they be like, hello, Elon? You know, like... F- fair enough. Um, maybe it's... Yeah. I mean, it's very clear that SpaceX was a huge uh, producer... Was maybe one of the executive producers of this film, right? Like, the yeah. the, the the product placement was pretty evident. Yeah. There's also the Emmerich thing of... Even though this is a worldwide event, it's only America that can yeah. save the day. Like an mm. Independence Day, it's only Americans that can that can go and and solve all the problems. Well, no, and, yeah, than, it wasn't even like yeah, a big joint than, effort, like an international. That, that should have really been like an international thing, right? Yeah, you could have been like, "Hey, Russia, those mm-hmm. rockets." Do you well, you probably don't want to ask Russia because the rockets aren't good. But yeah. <laughs> the, there's never like, does anyone else? have something we can send to the moon? Nope. Let's go to the museum. I mean, if, yeah. if, yeah. if Roland really Emmerich like, wanted people to see this movie, he would have had some, like China's NASA be involved yeah. somehow. Yeah. No, he just put an exchange student it, in there. It's actually kind of, with a movie this big budget it and like with this, ty- this type of movie, it's actually more weird that China is yeah. notably absent from it. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. almost is a statement in itself. Yeah. Crazy. Um, <laughs> Jake, I kind of skipped over your point earlier about Roland Emmerich doesn't believe in evolution. Uh, did you have more to say about that? Well, just like, so the D- it was just like, uh, DNA from ancient human people mm-hmm. that made the arc. And we look exactly the same as we did whenever yeah. that just, was. Yeah. How'd that work? What, what do you mean? Just oh, did we had the DNA. How, how did the people come from... How did the people? How did the moon to the Earth? How did that happen? Explain. And that. then more, more importantly, how? Where did the monkeys come from? Like, because yeah. they're simultaneously monkeys. So, yeah. if we just were made whole cloth from yeah. the this moon DNA, why are there monkeys that we clearly evolved from? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's hard to wrap your mind around these uh, these these wild science fiction philosophies presented to us by Roland Emmerich, isn't it? He does make you think, though. He does make you think. He does induce the process of thinking. He makes most me, most no, of our but, questions but are again, why, but... but again, if you think, it ruins the movie. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, what's, so a better, like, what's a better sequel title, Sunfall uh, or Marsfall? Moon Crash. Not Moon Rise? Oh. Oh, Moonrise. That's the prequel, I guess. That would be the prequel. (laughs) Mars Crash. Mars Crash. Mars Crash? Yeah. Because it has to be bigger. Like, it has to go bigger next time. So it can't be the same moon. You know, it can't be like 
Pluto's moon, or does Pluto have moons? It can't be like Pluto is technically some, a moon. Yeah, so it can't be some like so Pl- Pluto fall would be like kind of a bad direction for this series to go in, yeah. but Sunfall, I'd buy a but ticket for Sunfall. The, the, the porn sequel is going to be called Uranus Crash. Uh, there it is, straight to home video. Um, Uranus Fall. Still um, on VHS. <laughs> uh, awesome. This movie was great. Um, were there dinosaurs? Let's actually, we can actually talk about that. If yeah, if we dropped from the moon in our current state, I think Roland Emmerich is saying dinosaurs never existed and fossils are actually just, they were put there by Robo-Jesus to <laughs> test us, to test our faith. Or or maybe, like, the the Robo-Moon made mm-hmm. the Earth, and, like, out of nowhere, dinosaurs happened, and it was like, ah, shit, and, like, threw a rock at her. Oh, and that's why we have biodiversity and not yeah, just yeah. humans. Yeah, yeah, They don't look like us. They don't even speak English. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Man, if only, if only, if only they had let them evolve up to the point of Jurassic Park three, where the raptor says "Alan," Alan, um, or even Alan. further—that's a dream sequence. Or even further to Theodore Rex. There we go. Even yeah, that's the logical. That is the sequel. Uh, the dinosaurs to have fall. the right to try to pick up Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a God-given right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so I, unless, if, if, I have my two bonus questions, unless there's anything else more that... more a racial thing or a religious thing. Y'all would like to discuss in about moon, 2022's Moonfall. I just want to shout out to the very typical Roland Emmerich thing of just introducing you to characters and expecting you to care about them mm-hmm. without any reason at all to care about them. Um, and he actually, in Independence Day, he did a good job of making you care about the side characters and care about their, you know, their journey. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's he obviously just does not care about that anymore. So you meet a bunch of kids that then have to go on their own side journey. And you really don't care. Uh, Michael Pena dies. Yeah. It's not sad. No. Because you don't care. Yeah, it's just kind of weird and open. Like, it's almost open-ended. Yeah. And it's yeah, Michael Pena's death in this movie is very weird, and I it didn't sit right with me because he's my favorite actor in the film. <laughs> um, and it's and like he, you know, when I knew he was wasn't gonna make it though was when they gave him that hero moment when he's like, you know, you may not believe it, but I've always considered you my son, and he says that to the character named Sonny. Um, <laughs> when they're when they're going to get oxygen tanks, I'm not your sonny. I'm my dad's sonny. And yeah, he's his stepdad, but he's like he has this hero moment where he's like, you know, I actually do care about you, and I do, you know, I will do whatever it takes to save your life. I knew in that moment, like this. Okay, dang, he's not going to make it to the end. That's that's still, a bummer. We, that whole side of the plot we haven't even touched. It's just so weird. Oh yeah, the robbers, the people that yeah, the robbers. Robbed them. We didn't talk like, about that. Like. like, like they should have definitely been wearing red hats. Mm-hmm. That would have like that was the character for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was just so weird. It's like suddenly these redneck guys know how to really drive a drive trucks fast in scary weather. Yeah, it's just <laughs> weird. Yeah, again, it's that here's a side story. Care about it because I'm telling you to care about it yeah. and care about the fate of these characters. 
but I've given you no reason to, and I care. I don't care to. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't wish to give you a reason to care. I'm just telling you to care. It's like the Russian family in 2012. Jake, Alyssa, this is a section of the podcast that we call "What's Your Snack." Jake, Alyssa, what's your snack? Uh, we saw this movie at the Alamo Draft House, so I might actually be able to answer this question. Uh, but I want you to tell the tell the listeners. What is your snack that you enjoyed during Moonfall? Lots of beer. Uh, number one snack. Mm-hmm. And we shared the uh, spicy cauliflower basket, which includes French fries. And? And the just introduced that day, which was really exciting, uh, pickle fries. Mm, they were mm. quite delicious. They were quite delicious. Cornmeal crusted pickle fries. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Um, I soaked up the copious amounts of beer we had to consume uh, by drinking every time they said moon or fall. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I wish I, I, I think I made this joke on the way into the theater, but I wish that the, but the listeners didn't come to see that, see this with us, unfortunately, and they missed out. Um, but the, <laughs> this is one of the things they missed out on. I wish that Nicolas Cage had popped up, uh, in this movie <laughs> at some point to be like, I want to make the moon fall. <laughs> he would have fit right in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am disappointed. I am disappointed because if this were to happen, I would have done a full on Arsenio. Ooh, 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 ooh. But nobody did say, wait, are you saying the moon is falling? Yeah, nobody said <laughs> no it. No one said it. Yeah. And it made me mad. It's the one. Somebody should have said it. And you had so many exposition moments mm-hmm. and like, every man not understanding the science and having them explain. Yeah. And that was a perfect opportunity to say, is the moon going to fall? Yeah. Also, I, I do feel, I feel like somebody did say it and I feel like that it's verifiable through uh, something that I'm unwilling to do, which is to see this movie again. <laughs> yeah. Also then there, they do have, there is the, the, the nerds worked so hard they didn't see everyone else leave scene. Mm. That was great. Right. Mm-hmm. Then they died. And they, di- and then they the, died the nerds for it, died for their efforts. Yeah. But honestly, Lou, if this was on cable in yeah. like a year on a Sunday afternoon, and or not cable, but if you just saw it, you wouldn't watch this again just just to have it on. Because I feel like this is one of one of those movies that I definitely I wouldn't be watching for plot or trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on, mm-hmm. but I'd have it on. And I laugh at the moments that I think are hilarious. I I would watch it again. It's like twi- like Twister. I wouldn't pay for it, but I would watch it again. Yes, I wouldn't pay for it. The conditions under which I would go see Moonfall again is if it's like a shadow cast where like act live actors are fully dedicated to the concept of playing the characters in this movie, and and one audience member gets to be the moon every time, and it gets to like make a big. Uh, like I hold up a big. We need to do this now. I, I would, <laughs> I would go see that a million times. I hate New Jersey. No, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Um. The second bonus question: uh, If we were to replace any two actors, including the moon, not this is not meant to be a leading question, but we, I want to make it clear: including the moon, any two characters in Moonfall. With Whoopi Goldberg and Danny DeVito, who are we replacing? How will it improve the movie? I think this is just a consensus without even yeah. thinking about it, that Danny DeVito is the moon, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. There's no question. There's no question. Hey. 
<laughs> Alyssa, can I get a clean take of that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> of my Danny DeVito moon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moody DeVito. Coming this fall, DeVito fall. Uh, amazing. And okay, so where are we putting Whoopi Goldberg? I would, I would kind of like her in the Donald Sutherland role, yeah. where she just kind of rolls out of the shadows in a wheelchair, gives some just indispensable information, and then just rolls away, and you never see her again. I don't know. Mm. I think because we've seen her actually in a role where clearly she's saying, fuck this job. I think her as Halle Berry's boss saying, fuck this job. Mm. She could really pull that off. Or, or hear me out. Sunny. <laughs> Go on. I'm Whoopi listening. Goldberg as Sunny. Cause you never, well, you do, you do meet the, the ex-wife of Patrick Wilson, but she, she could be adopted. And she could have been an older adoption. So she could have mm-hmm. been like 20 when they adopted her. And she could be Sunny, who's great at driving fast, who gets a uh, Chinese uh, tattoo that he doesn't know what it means and um, hates New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Or, or, or Michael Peña. play Michael Peña. I could see that. My, uh, my recasting for Whoopi Goldberg is actually, I love him, but John Bradley's character. Um, just imagine Whoopi Goldberg as like the crazy moon conspiracy theorist like, right. trying to convince people to come to her seminar with free bagels. And then like she then she ends up going to the moon with these two strangers just because she's good at math. Um, <laughs> also, I, I think the line Fuzz Aldrin, what are you doing? Coming from Whoopi Goldberg would have been uh, would have yeah. been perfect. She would yeah. have killed that line delivery. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. We've recast this well, I think. You know, like I can't remember. Was the president in this movie? Like, was the president a notable character? Was was there a notable no. actor? We didn't. That's weird no for a Roland Emmerich movie, right? Yeah. No one told yeah. the president. There was generals out out the wazoo, and, and the in NASA fact, director that's what didn't even mentioned uh, Halle Berry's ex husband is a general, mm-hmm. and defies uh, the commands because they are going to launch a, a nuke into oh, the moon. Yeah, we totally forgot that. We totally forgot that. But then defies oh, yeah. all of all of his superiors to say, with a gun, to say, no, I trust my ex-wife. She will save us all without having any idea what she's doing up there. Yeah. Any idea what's going on. Just blind trust in Catwoman. Which I love. Lou leaned over to me and went, um, actually, there's nine guns with guy with uh, nine guys with guns there one of them would shoot him 
<laughs> yes. So yeah, let's let's yes. like let's really describe that situation. This is the guy. He's like the general something. Maybe maybe he is one of the he's joint got one of the keys. staff. He has one and of the keys that launches. He's an important big big important guy. But if he's not going to do it, and they've and they've made the decision that like the two people who have these keys are going to turn them when when we're launching this thing, and he pulls a gun, there's enough people in that bunker with other guns. They're just going to yeah. take him down, take the key, and someone's going to turn the key. And then launch like, the new key. Yeah. Yes. Can't also, put, yeah. When, in the flashback, she had just married him. They, she was spending her honeymoon in space. Right. That's right. Right. And it, we get the only song in the entire movie that is not Bad Moon music, which is Toto's Africa. That's right. I bless the rain. Bless and there's the an argument over whether it's I miss the rains or I bless the rains down in Africa. Yes. It's definitely I bless the rains. We're all. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. 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 And Patrick Wilson comes around on that, and in the end, they do a little callback. Like, by the way, it is I bless the rains down in Africa. That was a good line. <laughs> oh. I'll give him that. That was a good line. Uh, ten comedy points. Um, I love how they're having this tender, fine moment as millions of people on the surface of the planet are dying. Yeah. Why did they? What? What was? What was nuking the moon gonna accomplish? Turn off the electronics that they because they thought that the bad robots were controlling the moon okay they they thought that that it was all bad which they were because at some point the moon tried to correct its orbit yeah and but the bad robot said no there's so much in this movie we really yeah we barely scratched the surface of the mega structure that is the moon Um, Moonfall. 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 I think we need to sit down with Danny DeVito yeah. and ask him. Um, yeah, he'll tell you. I'm falling. <laughs> uh, I'm just as just like for fun. I went to the full cast li- uh, and crew list on IMDb, and I just did like a mm-hmm. Control uh, Command F search for President. There's no character in this movie named President. Whatever. That's it's just, interesting. That's it's very, very interesting rare. to me. Yeah, or an Emirates movie to not have the president. You don't because the, they don't show they don't show DC getting destroyed. It's yep. LA, New York, Chicago. No, crazy. Do you think that's a uh, try to depoliticize? Because it used to be. I do think so. The president of the United States, like definitely a trusted figure, we should loop him in with this or yeah. her. Um, yep. And nowadays, if you say the president of the United States, there's going to be one portion of the audience that's going to be like, no, boo. Right. Uh, I do want to get Depending on when and, the movie And the is portion released. that doesn't believe that the moon is real is already go, like showing up to see this movie. So if you offend them with your politics, they're not going to come back for the sequel, Sunfall. Sorry, Pluto Fall. Mars Crash. Mars Crash. Mars Crash. Or rent the on-demand Uranus Crash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to have that's that's only available on OnlyFans though. <laughs> only moons. Only fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's moon. I think that's where we're gonna call it an episode. Uh, All right. <laughs> any final thoughts on Moonfall? Um Emric, don't stop making movies. I don't know what you're gonna do next, but keep blowing shit up, man. Um, it was hilarious. I genuinely enjoyed watching this movie because it was just so, so funny. Yeah. Unintentionally, but, yeah. but it was so funny. 
Well said. If you loved Moonfall and you want to tell us why all of our opinions were wrong, uh, send me an email at robosvdinos at gmail.com, or you can comment on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, or any of our social media. Um, all the links or to those or Discord. All the links to those things are in the show notes, uh, so you know where to find us. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will be coming back uh, in a few weeks with our Mars, Ma- Mars, our Jesus, take two. Um, all of March is going to be the Matrix March, the March Matrix. We haven't come up with a good name for it yet, but by then we will. And it's going to be every Matrix movie for the month of March. Uh, so come back and make sure the you- Animatrix. Now we're going to talk about the Animatrix. I don't know if we're going to do a full episode on it. I, w- I want to, but I haven't lined up a guest for it. Um, is that something that I can entice you with? Yeah, I would. I could. I could do the animatrix. Oh, yeah, good. I like I, yeah. yeah, I love the animatrix. Awesome. So great. I've got a guest for that. Uh, fantastic. Um, and this was Moonfall. The moon has fallen, and I have to. I have to go because my studio is being lifted up into the sky. Uh, so goodbye, everybody, and uh, goodbye, Moonfall. I'm falling, moonfall, moonfall.